0: Life presents various issues with a multitude of solutions. Having issues is easy, getting to the solutions is hard. If you're up for a good challenge, stay tuned and welcome to Qualified Issues. licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas, and welcome to episode four, The Role of Personality. This is part two. We're going to be focusing more on how personality can influence perspective. So we're going to do a brief review. I want to define personality and perspective. Uh, Personality from Miriam-Webster.com is, quote, the totality of an individual's behavioral and emotional characteristics, end quote. Perspective, uh, two definitions, both from dictionary.cambridge.org. The first is, quote, a particular way of viewing things that depends on one's experience and personality, end quote. This, again, is the default perspective. A particular way means a given way. There's no effort or real self-awareness involved in this type of perspective. The second definition is, quote, the ability to consider things in relation to one another accurately and fairly. This is the type of perspective we want to work towards. The word ability, it means it takes effort, self-awareness, focus. It is an ability, therefore it is learned just like a skill. This ability requires an individual to step outside of themselves in order to be more objective, to hear and listen to what others are saying and to contemplate what others say in a serious and thoughtful way. So let's look at how various personality traits not only impact perspective, but also how they influence the motivation to learn this ability of perspective, the one we want to work towards. But remember, when we find something that seems really awesome and it makes us happy, many times we want to share that element or experience in our lives with other people, but not everyone will have the same reaction or response to that element or or experience that we would hope that they would. So I encourage everyone, always go into interactions with the idea that you may need to at least think the phrase agree to disagree. So when we're talking about personality and perspective here, we want to use the big five trait measurements. Um, they're the more sort of not, they're not going to put you in a box when you go take that personality um, trait test. Um, and it measures um, OCEAN. OCEAN is an acronym, stands for openness, conscientiousness, um, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So all this information comes from psychcentral.com, June 2022, by Dr. Jacqueline Johnson, and is medically reviewed by Dr. Karen Gep. The title is The Big Five Personality Test. So this is going to be a bit of a review from the last podcast because we did go over this as well. But openness relates to change. And they describe it as, quote, intellectually curious, interested in learning and trying new things, excited by a challenge, creative, end quote. What would that look like in real life? Well, this is someone who probably asks a lot of questions. They study things they're interested in, and they're taking, hopefully, safe and new risks. Again, I don't encourage anyone to do anything illegal. Um, When we talk about risk-taking, we're talking about legal risks, Okay, Um, things that are challenging to you. Um, It's also going to be someone who loves a good challenge and therefore will take those risks and try new things. Um, Curiosity uses imagination to create creative items, solutions, responses and more. Okay, so how can this trait influence perspective? Well, this person may be more willing to hear other people out. What is their opinion? What do the facts say about the topic? Do I agree? Could I ever agree? Why or why not? And then with the creative element, there's an ability to see multiple and various answers in life. Therefore, it may be easier for people who are open, creative, and enjoy risk-taking and learning new things to consider other people's perspectives. The second trait is conscientiousness, which relates to focus. On the website, they describe conscientiousness as, quote, Be goal-oriented, have high impulse control, show attention to detail, be organized, have strong work ethic, be emotionally stable, end quote. So someone with high conscientiousness may be highly organized with their time, belongings, money, etc. Someone else may think a project is done, but someone who has high conscientiousness may find details that are not complete. So this is part of that great work ethic that. Getting the job done is very important, but also they want to get the job done right. So they're not just interested in quantity, they're very interested in quality. So how does this influence perspective? Well, these people may see the world in a more organized way and might be able to take something that is or at least is perceived to be chaotic and organize it. That could be speech, physical elements, emotions, or experience. So there's a lot of logical, rational thinking that is happening in order for them to organize this in their mind. But these people also know how to be able to complete this kind of perspective task because they know they need all the information. So this trait really demands listening to other people's perspectives as well. The third trait is extroversion. This relates to energy supply. PsychCentral.com, they describe it as, quote, receives their energy from being around people, feel comfortable speaking to new people and making new friends, enjoy larger groups and events. They like to share their opinions and thoughts, end quote. So high extroverted people may spend a lot of time with family, friends, coworkers, They may be more talkative than others, as they really do enjoy a good conversation about almost anything, and they will gladly share, as it states, quote, their opinions and thoughts, unquote. So how does this influence perspective? This trait may make it easier to get involved in conflictual or controversial discussions. If there's also high conscientiousness, then you have someone who is going to listen carefully and then respond fully. So this trait may also provide a more positive view of the world and other people because social experiences are so very important to people with this trait that are high in this trait. The next trait is agreeableness. This relates to trust and ego. It's described as quote, prioritize social harmony, treat others kindly, act altruistically, behave compassionately, tend to be conflict averse and quote. So in real life, This trait would most likely be high in someone in a helping profession, a good friend, a loving parent, or spouse. They probably donate time or money to charities. They may work towards helping people to try to get along. There may be unconditional acceptance of others. So, how would this influence perspective? Well, because the trait involves being conflict averse, it may be difficult for someone with high agreeableness to want to share their perspectives. They don't want an argument. They may view the world's negative events and elements and just want to work towards having everyone get along. You know, if you're Gen X like me, that phrase, why can't we all just get along, is very applicable to agreeableness. The next trait we're going to talk about is neuroticism. This relates to emotional regulation and management. It's described as, quote, being easily stressed out, being prone to mood swings, feeling more insecure, worrying and feeling anxious. So what does this look like in real life? Someone high in this trait may actively work to avoid anything and everything that stresses them out, and that includes conflictual or controversial discussions. If they do get into one, they may exhibit mild to severe mood swings. They may not think highly of themselves, so therefore they may end up agreeing to agree just to avoid feeling quote-unquote less than. There is most likely constant worry that causes anxiety. Um, somebody who is high in neuroticism and maybe they the ego is very big as well. They might say, "Well, this is correct because I say it's correct." There's no real factual information to back that up. There's no stating this is just my opinion um, because they need to feel right in order to not feel less than. So this can influence perspective because when people have low self confidence, the world can look like a very negative, unwelcoming place. These people may not fully listen to others as they might feel their own opinions don't really matter, Um, or they may not listen to others and speak over them and say, no, 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 I'm correct. There's nothing you can say that's going to make me wrong or less than or incorrect. This is a very negative perspective, and I would highly encourage anyone experiencing this to find a mental health professional who can help you work through those negative thoughts and feelings. All right, we're going to move on to um, learning. Because life learning does shape personality. Remember, personality is only 20 to 60% inherited. So there's the environmental, the nurture part, the learning part that also influences personality. And I'm going to use Bronfenbrenner's bioecological model to sort of pinpoint major um, ways that we learn throughout our lifespan. So we'll start with parents. You know, parents' jobs are challenging. Anybody out there who's listening who has one or more children understands that it is a challenging job. Now, as a child, we look to parents for a lot of different things. We learn how to talk to other people, how to behave in public, how to manage emotions, how to organize our time and money, and just so much more. Parents can teach us that other people are safe or that other people are dangerous, or maybe there's a little bit of both. They can teach us the warning signs of dangerous people and behaviors, as well as safe people and safe behaviors. And then depending on the parent's own perspective, their own view of the world, a child may learn that the world is either a safe or dangerous place to live in, but it might also be a little bit of both. Um, Hopefully, critical thinking and teaching a child how to think is part of that parent's teaching as well. Now, how does this shape personality? Well, children want to please their parents most of the time. That is always the caveat. Anyone with kids who's listening, you know they want to please us most of the time. (laughs) With the will to please comes the understanding that if we act like our parents, then we must be doing something good, something right. This is the idea of modeling. The goal of a parent is not just to teach, but to model. Not all the time, but often a child will copy what the parent models. So for example, if the parent is very calm, the child will mimic calmness. If the parent is very angry and aggressive, so too is the child. Taking into account that part of personality development is learning from our environment, it's really easy to see how parents can contribute to that development outside of anything that's inherited. So how does this influence perspective? Well, just as our natural personality influences how we see the world. And by natural, I mean what we inherit, Um, how we see the world, ourselves and others, our perspective. The learning that comes from our parents, which is the nurture part, shapes that personality as well. So a child who has learned to be angry at every little thing may have a more negative leaning perspective. A child who has had calm and optimistic parents may have more of a positive leaning perspective. Hey, the next uh, group of people that are influential in our lives are teachers. Um, things we might learn from teachers other than math and science and reading, um, they include ways to study, how to think, expectations in a group setting. Teachers can be direct or allude to what the best kind of student looks like and what they consider to be a bad student. They can use the group settings in a classroom to help an individual child learn how to navigate through all the different personalities found in the other students in that group. A teacher may teach how wonderful the world is while balancing the dangers of the world. So how this shapes our personality. In school, we may learn how to be more conscientious or focused. These are traits that may help us study and thus learn better. We may learn patience and how to listen, which may increase our ability to be agreeable, which encompasses our level of trust to some degree. So the influence on perspective, if we have a great teacher who helps us to be patient, to listen, and also listens to us, then we may see ourselves, other people, and the world as a place that is worth hearing, as a place that we can trust And feel safe in expressing what we think and how we feel. If our teacher is short with us, could care less how we interact with others, and doesn't contribute to good study habits, we may feel less trusting of others to hear us out and feel there's no point in listening to others. The lack of truly hearing people creates rigidity in perspective, rigidity, like a narrowness, and it lessens the trait of openness. So let's move on to friends. Friends teach us necessary social skills in real time. We learn what true friendship should be, or maybe we learn what friendship shouldn't be. Friends show us, through expressing their opinions, and sometimes that of their parents, what they are being taught by their parents at home. As a friend, we can choose to add their fruit, good or bad, to our own basket. And that goes to that metaphor of life where... Uh, Life is a big forest. You're on your own path. There's a bunch of people. Your basket is empty. Their baskets have things in them. And you choose if you're going to put the good or the bad fruit in your basket. And if you want a little bit more detail, I think it's the last podcast, um, uh, one of the first podcasts I did for this season. Um, So, you know, when you're choosing fruit, choose wisely. And with that said, I would also say it's highly beneficial to choose your friends wisely. So how can all this um, with with friends shape our personality? Well, we all want to be accepted. We want to belong. But sometimes the desire to be accepted may also influence our personality to copy the ones we want to fit in with. Our behaviors, thoughts, opinions, reactions, responses, and more may change just to feel accepted by this group. And that can influence our perspective because as we change our personality to be accepted, we usually also change our perspective as well. So being aware of how big our desire is to fit in will help us understand how easily influenced we may be. The next group of people that might teach us things throughout our lives are religious leaders. Religious leaders teach us about faith and religion. And for some, those two terms might be interchangeable, but when I talk about them, I'm referring to faith as the set of beliefs and religion as the expression of those beliefs. So teachings about faith usually include information about a higher power or God, the rules and encouraged behavior that the higher power or God ask of us, and basic ideas of the best way to live our lives. Teachings about religion may include the importance of prayer, attending religious services, appropriate worship, and more. Religious leaders may outline what a good religious follower is, that the world is a place full of love, that people who don't believe what you believe are lost forever, or that a higher power is responsible for natural disaster, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. With so many different beliefs in the world, it's really easy to see why we don't all believe in the same thing. So how can religious teachings and teachings and faith shape our personality? Well, if we believe that to be accepted by a higher power or God, we must be someone different. That includes our personality. The power of faith can, as some say, quote unquote, move mountains, and that includes change within ourselves. Therefore, it stands to reason that what we believe can have a moderate to severe impact on personality development. Now, the severity of impact really depends on the level of investment that an individual has in a particular faith or religion. And how the faith or religion shapes our personality is going to influence our perspective. So, just as I mentioned in the first episode of this season, whatever you believe can influence and or change your perspective on yourself, others and the world. If your beliefs teach you to be kind to others, then you may increase your agreeableness in terms of caring for others. This may create a perspective of a need for care when thinking about other people. If your beliefs teach you that doing bad things sends you to a bad place, your conscientiousness may increase and your perspective of yourself may become constructively critical of the choices you make. The next group of uh, people who might teach us and influence us throughout our lives are professors. Now, what we learn from professors is very similar to what we learn from teachers. However, college professors are usually teaching a more specific subject than you find in the primary years of school. So, let's say you are taking a class on philosophy. Maybe your professor's personal opinions are highly agreeable to you or make you think about what you believe. And if we feel what the professor is teaching is good, right, or justified, we may decide that our behavior and emotionality needs to change to match those teachings. And remember, behavior and emotionality, that's our uh, personality. Um, So just like with religious leaders' teachings, certain aspects of openness, agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, and neuroticism, okay so certain aspects of the OCEAN acronym, those may change, which, as mentioned earlier, will impact and influence our perspective. We also will encounter people who are our bosses in life. So we're talking about the work area. Some bosses are awesome. Some are not great. Regardless of what kind of boss you have, though, you will learn something from every work experience. Things like work ethic, various skills, customer relationships, sales, and just so much more. If we learn something from a boss that has been positive, then we may work to change our personality in and outside of work. To create a beneficial change in our lives. If we have a poor experience with the boss, we're going to learn what we don't want or what we want to avoid in both our professional and personal lives. And just as mentioned before, when we learn things, it can shape our personality. So again, with our personality changes, so comes the perspective changes on ourselves, others in the world. We may see a similar career as positive or negative, depending on our work experiences. And we may express our perspective on those who work in a similar career with either positive or negative behaviors and emotions. Other people who can teach us things throughout our lives include our spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, spouses, just as there are many different people in the world. There are many different partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses as well. Some are loving, empathetic, giving, and hardworking. Others are less loving. They give once in a while. Maybe they do the bare minimum for work. And still others may be toxic, abusive, and neglectful. Regardless of what issues or non issues your spouse may have, there is something to learn. First, about yourself how do you react or respond to love? gifts, your spouse's hard work? If your spouse is abusive or neglectful or toxic, are you learning what you don't want in a relationship? How does your spouse's behavior impact what you think of other people, of the world at large? Second, it's going to help us learn things about other people. Um, You might become more self-aware of, well, when someone behaves this way or um, expresses emotion this way. This could mean that there's some toxicity there, or this could mean that this is a very loving person. So this all can shape our personality. In a good, healthy relationship, two individuals are sharing their lives while building each other up, supporting one another, and showing unconditional love to the best of their abilities. This is great, as both individuals in that relationship usually increase positive feelings about themselves and the other person. And feeling this way can make someone want to pass that on to other people. We've all met those people. We've probably been those people. You meet somebody new, you are just completely infatuated, totally in love, and you are just the most joyful person in the world. So wanting to pass that on, that relates to increases in conscientiousness and agreeableness. Someone may even even work towards being more extroverted. Because the relationship has increased trust in other people, all of a sudden, everybody is wonderful because this one person that they met is wonderful. People who have been in bad um, bad relationships or marriages have reported symptoms that are similar to PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Some have extremely high levels of anxiety or depression. Others have stated that they are not sure who they are anymore, which relates to identity. That um, So when you're in a very abusive or toxic relationship for an extended amount of time and you're really not sure who you are anymore, that's losing your identity. It's a big deal, and it's definitely related to personality, since personality is the whole of an individual's behavior and emotions. It is safe to say that if an individual's view of themselves, other people, and the world has changed due to abuse or neglect by a spouse or partner, chances are that change is reflected in their behavior and emotions, also known as personality. So um, moving on to how this can influence our perspective, if the relationship is great, then an individual who learns more about themselves and increases in feelings of value and worth will have more hope in relationships and themselves. An individual who goes into a relationship feeling totally in love and they have trust in the other person, and who then experiences abuse or neglect is most likely to have a moderate to severe perspective change. This perspective change is most likely related to themselves and other people. It could also be related to the world, but when we are dealing with relationships, those tend to hone in more on the individual and the other person in that relationship. We can also learn things from our children. For some people, learning from their children may sound like a foreign concept, but Parents really can learn things about themselves, other people, and the world from raising and caring for their kids. I pointed out in season one's episode on focus that children have a high capacity for creativity due to their lack of focus. That came from ScienceDaily.com in July 2022. It was sourced from Max Planck Institute for Human Development. And that article, if you want to read more about it, is titled, Children Compensate Lack of Focused Concentration Through Creativity. Sometimes as adults who are parents, we can become rigid. A lot of that is due to the demands of adult life. You have bills to pay, a house to clean, dinner to make, and everything is on some kind of time schedule. A child can teach you how valuable human contact is. Playing Legos or Barbie dolls can open up or open back up that world of childhood that maybe you missed out on. When you see the world through your child's eyes, the world looks much different. It is enormous and holds a plethora of possibilities and opportunities. Obviously, this is a great way to learn about safety information your child may need to learn. But it also reminds us as adults that our parents to not forget to marvel at the wonders of the world. So how can it shape our personality? Well, anyone who has had a child will tell you it has changed them. That child is a whole other human being that you are completely responsible for raising into a loving, hardworking, ethical adult. It is a long-term commitment and it's a huge job. It is also a huge privilege. That child will love you in a way no other human being could or ever will. That is incredibly special. This being said, you can probably hear how it would raise someone's conscientiousness, agreeableness, openness, and extroversion, as well as lower an individual's neuroticism, because once you're a parent, life is no longer just about you. Now, this can obviously influence perspective, because with these positive changes, an adult who is a parent may see themselves as someone who is loved, who is accepted, who can care for another person, They may come to realize that other adults have the capacity to be so as well and therefore pass on that encouragement to them. An adult who is a parent may also begin to see the world as wonderful and dangerous all at the same time. What falls into the category of dangerous or wonderful may also change out of sheer desire to protect their child from harm. And it's also going to change throughout that child's lifespan as they grow and become hopefully more mature, more responsible, and then there's the trust in the child to be able to handle certain situations that previously would be deemed too dangerous for them to handle. So all of this influences our perspective. Each and every experience and relationship we have throughout our lives teaches us something about ourselves, other people in the world. Therefore, it influences the development of our perspective on ourselves, other people in the world. This happens by means of experience and relationship impacting our personality. As we talked about earlier, personality is a mix of nature and nurture. So, the part of the personality that is impacted is that which develops through nurture, the learning parts of our lives. So, now we're going to talk about how the choices we make shape our personality as well. Choices provide experiences which are always avenues to learn about ourselves, other people in the world. The choices we make really do shape our lives as they have varying outcomes with varying lessons, thereby changing how we think, what we believe, which is our personality. Personality change, again, has an impact on our perspective. We have already covered how everything can affect perspectives. We are just going to consider a few different choices in life that may have positive or negative outcomes. So choices throughout life first of all, as a child. We make a lot of mistakes as a child. Now, a mistake is something that we thought would be okay, but ended up having a negative outcome. A choice is something we choose to do knowing that the outcome most likely is positive or most likely is negative. And even though as children, we usually are making mistakes, we also do make choices. We choose to take the extra cookie, even though our parents said no. We choose to shove stuff under our bed, even though we were told to clean the room. We choose to feed the dog our food, even though we were told that if we don't eat, we get no dessert. Every choice presents an outcome that is a learning opportunity. When we learn, we influence our personality and therefore our perspective. For example, if a child is told to clear the table after dinner and does not do it repeatedly, he or she may not get allowance or dessert After a while, the child has a choice. Continue the behavior with the negative outcome or learn that just doing the right thing, in this case, clearing the table after dinner, would be more beneficial. If the child chooses to clear the table, they may have a perspective that shifts from mom and dad are so mean asking me to clear the table to mom and dad are asking me to be helpful. The child has moved from a negative perspective of his or her parents to a positive one. Uh, learning choices, for example, as a teenager, I am sure most of us remember being a teenager. It is a turbulent time in lifespan development. Maybe a teen chose to try alcohol, even though they were told not to, because they were not illegally old enough. They choose to get into a car and maybe the police pull them over and take them to jail for being intoxicated underage. There may be a perspective of mom and dad have alcohol once in a while. So I should be able to do that too. A little bit of entitlement there. After getting into trouble, though, due to that choice, the perspective will hopefully be, mom and dad were right, that what I chose to do was illegal, they're looking out for my best interest, I should listen to them. Now, even as an adult, we make bad choices at times, and like maybe we spend more money than we have because we chose to buy something we knew we couldn't afford. Our perspective at that time might have been, people overdraw their accounts all the time, and they're okay, I'll be okay too. But once we can't pay a bill because we spent too much money, our perspective will hopefully change to, I need to be more responsible with my money because paying my electric bill is more important than the thing I wanted to buy. So all of these examples show a level of conscientiousness that is low and then how conscientiousness can increase. That increase is what helps inform perspective in a beneficial way. So... I hope that these first few podcasts in uh, season two about perspective have given you a basic understanding of how environment, which is the nurture part, and personality, which is the nature part, play a part in your individual, unique perspective. That wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please leave a quick review and rate and share to help the channel out, that would be awesome. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact me at fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. That's fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. Please remember that a podcast is never a substitute for therapy. I am Carissa Galloway. This has been Qualified Issues, and I hope you'll join me next time. The boot bank, the end of 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 the boot bank.